0: Ki 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 ma ma Welcome to Masters of Horror, based on a story by the Cult Film Showdown. I am Jim Cotta, hosting this run of Masters of Horror. On, uh, we're taking a break from our search for the ultimate B movie to uh, to explore a TV series called Masters of Horror that ran in 2005 and 2006. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, Jack Hall.
1: co co fa 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 That does clear your throat. That feels better. co
0: co ho co-host. <laughs> <laughs> well, save, maybe save that one for the Christmas episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> and also, our old friend Nick Boxer is here.
1: Rock-a-dettle-doo.
0: A
2: run is that what we're calling what we're doing here? I call it a meander at
1: best.
0: Uh, well, we I have agree a agree dir-
1: with whatever you just said.
0: Yeah, we we have a we have a general direction, um, but it's about the journey, like, not about the destination. That's like the
1: episode we're about to watch. <laughs> <laughs> meander, general direction. So that we're going to talk about here.
0: As as I mentioned, we're uh, we are watching a series called Masters of Horror. Uh, the series is available on Tubi in the U.S. Um, and uh, probably broadly available on other things. But uh, we love Tubi, so we'll give them a plug. And uh, episode four, uh, Jennifer with one N. And uh, Jack's going to tell us who the Masters of Horror involved in this one are.
1: All right. Well, it does star Steven Weber who uh, who also has a uh, strong horror, despite, you know, I mean, being best known for Wings, is one of the stars of Wings. Mm-hmm. He has a strong horror credit. Yeah, I, that Wings scared the shit out of me. <laughs> he has a strong horror credit as the lead in uh, Stephen King's The Shining miniseries. And he wrote this and stars in it. But the true master of horror, and when we're talking masters of horror, this one... There's no disputing. Um, it's Derriere Argento. Um, he is uh, arguably the greatest Galo director of all time. Arguably.
0: Uh, I, I would, yeah, I, I would go with that. But, uh, yeah.
1: You know, uh, he is uh, certainly a top 10 all-time horror director, I believe. Um, probably a top 100 all-time director, maybe even top 50. Yeah. Uh, you know he is. Uh, he we talk about the last episode of Toby Hooper, and and you're like, well, that's his one masterpiece, in, in Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, and and you you talk about Argento, and you're like, well, there's multiple masterpieces. He is a uh, a true legend, and uh, 82 years old, still with us, still. Uh, and the last thing he did was actually an acting credit.
0: He's uh, he's got a new directing credit this year.
1: Uh, uh, is that out yet? It might. Be I out. don't know if it's
0: out yet, but it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, it was released earlier this year.
1: It, I know it was coming to Shutter, so it might actually nice. be there already. So nice. So that's, uh, that's that makes me want to look it up and and just see if it's if it's on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's his his kind of. Uh, Genius period is is considered to be the seventies and the eighties, yeah, um, and of course this is in the early two thousand two thousand five, so this is um, maybe not where you would start with him, but it's certainly an interesting piece.
0: For sure, it's I haven't seen as much of Argento as I as I probably uh, need to. um
1: and- glasses, by the way, and it is it has just premiered on Shutter.
0: Fantastic! Oh, we love Shudder as well. Well, that's uh, and who's uh, who's our writer this time?
1: Uh, Stephen Weber, who wrote it and starred in it. Um, I'll I'll take it off because uh, he's a uh, uh, oh oh you yeah, mean you're Jack, talking about Jack the on, obvious? You're you're talking. It's based on a, a story by Bruce Jones. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Jones, a comic book writer. Uh, he wrote this for Creepy. This is a. Uh, it was drawn by Bernie Wrightson. Ah, uh, oh, it was just—it was an eight-page eight storyline um, that they have turned into a full fifty-minute movie, and uh, maybe that's one of the things that we'll discuss mm. whether or not mm. it was worth fifty minutes. But, uh, Bruce Jones is best known for writing the Incredible Hulk, but he also wrote one of my all-time favorite uh, books uh, in the early '80s. Uh, he did Kazar, the Savage, and that's that's a personal favorite. Oh, neat.
0: And, and sixty-five episodes of Dennis the Menace <laughs> huh? in nineteen eighty-six. He uh, must have been a co-creator of the series or something. He's yeah, he's credited on the whole series.
1: His four years uh, with the Hulk. I think it was four years for about two thousand one to two thousand five, something like that. It's probably his his most well-known work.
0: All right. Well, well, Nick, tell us about the uh, the tale ahead uh, of tale.
2: Well, I, I don't think this is going to be a long explanation because yeah, it was a eight-page story. Stephen um, Weber is a cop and uh, on a stakeout or something, he uh, just happens to see a man chasing a naked girl r- coming out of the woods. He jumps out of his car, shoots the guy, and uh, just sort of takes the girl under his wing. Uh, once he gets close enough to her, he, he sees that her face has been disfigured and it's obvious that mentally she's not all there. Um, he he sort of puts her in the system, but he feels protective of her. So he gets her out of the system, takes her home where she it becomes sort of noticeable that she's not Only not all there, but, you know, she starts doing things like eating cats and uh, just bizarre behavior. Pretty soon, he develops an urge to have sexual relations with her in all sorts of manner. Um, I think she has some sort of mystical power over it. Like, I cannot explain... (laughs) Yeah. Why he'd want to stick his dick in that thing? Um,
0: I I could only apart- suspect that her uh, that her vagina is magic.
1: Oh jeez, yeah. I think this um, is a, a a statement on th- this entire episode. I was like, is a statement on men's um, weakness for coochie.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, her his relationship with her causes a. Downward spiral, and uh, every time, uh, every time he sort of takes his eyes off, or uh, something horrible happens, and yeah, and you know, it the story sort of ends in a circular, sort of begins where we am, or ends where we began. Um, yeah, I, I was sort of disappointed with this one, this watch. I remember loving it when it first came out, but this is a long ass thing. To, um, <laughs> watching it now, I was sort of like, well, I remembered it. I remembered it all the better. But that could be because I I re- I'm, I remember the eight page story better than I remembered watching this the first time around. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, uh, you started off uh, describing it as a naked girl running through the woods and being chased by a man, and uh, she's a naked girl who's wearing a dress, but very—I think that may be the only time she's not naked in the entire episode. So I'm you're confused.
0: <laughs> she's uh, perhaps I should have said scantily clad. Yeah, she's in like a nighty basically, um, and. Uh... Uh, but yeah she uh she's not afraid to uh show the goods um at one point Steven, the goods Steven, right
1: outside of that face
0: i i i rather possibly offensively you're on your own if it's offensive uh the, she may be the most perfect example of the butterface ever <laughs> 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 she's uh she has she has a a, she has a terrific body, and her face looks like predator. Uh, and not not figuratively
2: either. <laughs> I i also kind of I, I was kind of wondering ne- why none of the characters ever mention
0: her eye. Oh, no, someone says I- that. like her his partner says that really early on. He's like, "What what the hell's up with her eyes?
2: Okay, okay.. Uh- she One, has, like, black eyes. You like,
0: could,
2: uh, yeah. You could do, explain the deformity with a deformity. But the eyes, there's no explaining that because they're just black. Human eyes aren't black.
1: So do you guys think she's just a deformed person who, because she's deformed, grew up and became this beast? Or no. do you think she's actually, like, a I, demon?
0: I, I think
2: she's a succubus of some
0: sort. Yeah, that was my take that uh, because because everyone like everyone's instantly attracted to her not just like even when even when they haven't seen her body yet um like there's a like he's very protective of her from the start for no like that it's further than just i saved her it was uh like he brings her home um like he can't he doesn't like where she's staying so he brings her home not tries to get her into a he doesn't leave her there until he finds a better place he just checks her out
1: yeah and he has a hot wife he gives up for her
0: yeah like there's a there's some there's some early stuff of like something's not like their relationship with his wife is not the warmest um you know the that uh the, yeah, their sex hot. life is uh, is 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 uh has hit a cold spot during a down cycle
2: yeah uh, that that was a little bit of a weird scene too um
0: felt out of play there wasn't a lot of motivation
2: for to have that there.
1: Yeah. There's never a lot of yeah. motivation. <laughs> yeah,
0: it does. I mean, that's that's one of, uh, yeah, that's got to be one of your main Argento scenes in this. Um, but uh, the body horror is interesting. Yeah, like the idea that, that uh, yeah, she is. Because um, at one point, you know, she's in his bedroom. They haven't started doing it yet. But uh, the, his son walks in and he just says, like, she has really great cans or something. Um, yeah,
1: she's got a great rack.
0: Got a for great a, rack.
1: Or a Morlock.
0: <laughs> that is that is a line and that is a terrific line. She has a great rack for a Morlock. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to
2: credit the actress because, I mean, even... She, she does have... I mean, even when she's dressed and... she she has a very sexual quality about her performance outside of the nudity.
1: Yeah, she, uh, that actress uh, didn't go on to do a whole ton. She's one of those actresses, she had her, you know, Carrie Ann Fleming. She had her, she's she's had roles, but it's usually something like girl in the parking lot, you know, type role. Um, She did do 12 episodes of iZombie. So the semi-regular, that's probably, that's fairly recent. So that's, that would be her probably highlight. She's a, she's a Canadian actress who, you know, who.
0: Working in Vancouver actress. That's just, yeah.
1: Yeah. One of those Vancouver actresses and she does a fine job. I mean, here's the thing about Argento. When it comes to the use of sound, he's among the greatest to ever do it. When it comes to the use of the camera, he's among the greatest to ever do it. When it comes to the use of color in film, he's among the greatest to ever do it. When it comes to things like uh, having a rock solid plot, <laughs> <laughs> or, having, uh, or even getting strong performances from his actors, those th- his actors are more like set pieces than they are actual characters. Um, i i
2: per, person I'll, I'll tell you my feelings on uh, Dario Argento if Goblin does the soundtrack it's a good movie
1: Yep.
2: if he doesn't if Goblin or the lead, the lead singer of God, Goblin does not do the soundtrack it's a piece of garbage <laughs> yeah
1: that's generally that's generally a a very um sound i mean way even argento's
2: good work I tend to zone out. And when the music brings me back in, I watch. But I lose. I mean, even in good work, I lose. I have no idea what's going on.
1: until No, you never movie. do. It's not important. I mean, that's the thing is what's going on for an Argento movie is not important. He's creating a dreamlike atmosphere. And because of the way he uses the camera, um, Usually in in his films, you feel complicit to the crimes and that's what's horrifying. Um and you know, you combine that with the sound and the colors and the different things, then the use of the camera to make you feel like you're part of you're 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 doing what the murderer is doing. You're feeling like you're part of it, you feel responsible almost. That's and, and when he's on his best, that's what he manages to do.
2: Not, not to mention, you do feel complicit because uh, because his daughter stars in a lot of them, and she's naked for the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> so she's that's a whole That's a whole other. That's,
1: that's a daughter, whole other Azar, I remember watching the first time head. I saw a movie with Asia Argento that he directed, and she gets nude, and I'm going, "Is he on set during this?" Because this is, I'm terribly uncomfortable, and then I realized, ah, eh, they're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of it, you can just go. Ah, they're Italian. They, they think differently about this stuff. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: uh, it's it's art, so you know you get you get to do anything you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. H. Argento was a attractive lady, though.
0: Indeed, uh, and ahead. a and a director in her own right.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Um, I yeah. you know I quite like this one. Uh, I think uh, I like the the twilight zoney circular ending to it um i liked the amount of nudity in it uh i liked the it had a strong creep factor um and uh it's the
1: only one that had a couple cuts that they ever did
0: mm. they
1: Had a, two things cut interesting oral it, sex scenes
0: oh, okay were those did those end up on the the DVD release, because I noticed the DVD release has a longer time.
1: As like, uh, as like deleted scenes.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, this.
1: I, yeah, I believe
2: I saw them because I remember watching this, thinking, "There's a basement scene missing in this." Mm. Uh, because I, I think.
1: She a eats. Pro-
2: problem Jack's for me penis. with this watch was mm. we went straight from the cat to the killing of the little girl. Mm. And his like that's Should have been that that should have been enough to shock him out of whatever hypnotic state he was. It was rather quick uh ramp up there. We needed another sex scene right in between
0: there. I think to me that's what changes it from that she's a like a a disfigured person to she's something else is that she kills a kid and he covers it up. Yeah. And by um, the
1: way, apparently the parents don't care because you never see them. <laughs> like police investigating. He, like he leaves pretty fast. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We got another kid.
0: Uh, yeah, he ba- he, bail- he bails pretty fast. Uh, like He basically throws away his life to live in a cabin with her um, again for yeah, her, all for of her sudden magic like, vagina. I need
1: a job. I'm like, I thought you were a police officer. Nope, nope. I need a job. I'm working. I, I'll work part-time and as in in a grocery store like uh, yeah it jumps around it's argent that, i mean
0: that that again <laughs> that goes to my my reading of it that that he has run away with her like there's there's no covering that part up they're gonna find her they're gonna look for her for sure um so he's like uh he doesn't he doesn't even tell anyone his last name from that point on like he just like, he takes takes him at least it's a insane. day to tell his boss his own name just his first name um which i thought was hilarious that it's like clearly at least his second day and no one has learned his name
1: so he just drives up to the woods and luckily there's a there's a he happens to find an abandoned uh cabin <laughs> just sometimes you know uh, somebody's looking out for you
0: yeah yeah um i mean it's not much of a cabin but it's uh it's got walls uh it's got a river yeah. next door so that's yeah, that's light. all right light yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Did anyone
0: Aery.
2: feel the sexual tension between him and his new boss of the grocery store was a little odd, in a little no. bit?
1: No, actually, I thought it was. It was the only reason why the succubus character would do what it did. Just yeah,
0: later. yeah. I feel like I mean it didn't pay off the way that I thought it was going to go, but I I think it was this last moment of like my my reading of that bit is that it was the last moment of like what am I actually doing? Um, <laughs> like I mean, this isn't I mean, a relationship
1: where, she, where she's where she's like 12 feet away from him and looking directly at him. Where he turns to look directly
0: <laughs> at her and yet doesn't see her that's hilarious I, I and i thought like oh she's got the she's got a hoodie on so she's like really hiding her face she turns no not even a little bit no, it's not like, one of the it's best views like the of her face we get uh one of the best views of her face we get in the entire episode is yeah. uh the entire mini movie here is uh, is that shot where she's she's like five steps away from him. um not the finest directing moment but uh
1: but it does, but it's interesting, though, because you talk about how you enjoy it, and and, uh, and for me, I can appreciate the Argento's, the dreamy the feel that he gives it, but as far as, like, the actual, um, actual, I mean, when, again, we talk about Argento, we talk about music, camera work, color, and none of those things are really special in this. Hmm. So, I mean, it's interesting to me that you enjoy it because, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, you admitted you haven't seen as much Argento as you probably should. It's probably going to get you to watch more, I'm guessing. It is,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: and so that's that's the success of it, you know, is the idea that this may not be peak Argento, but the idea that it would at the time and even now to get people to go back and look into his history and, and watch Deep Red or something like that, you know. Uh, or you know so many of well so many mm-hmm. um, genius pieces you know uh, the idea that it could successfully do that is is makes it a success
0: yeah it's it's uh i mean it's a short piece so of course you've got uh, like it's a bit more accessible than um than committing to a full movie um I I just always love Stephen Weber. I know something about. Hey, I think it is because of wings, but it's like it's it's like uh, he's been my guy my whole life. Like I just like enjoy him in everything I see him in, and uh, I I think it's the like the tone of this is really the big thing. Like just the the way the way that Stephen Weber devolves throughout, where like he's he's like his clothes get more disheveled, his eyes get more. Um, Get darker and the bags under them get bigger. Uh, like it's like she's she's not sucking life out of him literally, but figurative she ah, she is. Like she, he's destroying. He's given up everything. It's destroyed his life.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's
2: the little bits of this that sort of make it work. Like the the her her offering to share the cat guts with him and <laughs> just those little little touches that make this work. Otherwise it really wouldn't it would be just sort of a slasher slash thing or the other
0: the other terrible thought i had is when they were at the cabin and they and and she's uh she's riding them and uh, he's i mean he's clearly in more ecstasy than he's ever been in when he's with her and uh and then i'm like what if her, what if her looks go though <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's filling up on small children and cats she can't maintain that body forever uh, <laughs> I, I also had a thought that uh you know how in the in the movies you get the uh the librarian where usually she takes her glasses off lets her hair down and she's you know um and she's suddenly hot i wondered if you tied her hair back and put some glasses on <laughs> if, if like the, if the magic could work in reverse for jennifer Ah <laughs> uh, well this is a this was an interesting tale um and uh some so, an interesting out of, 10, of out
2: of 10 um i am going to go with a 7.23 the cat that got me up from the 7.13 the cat thing mm. is
1: really she, she literally has She's like so excited to be able to offer him these cat guts. By the way, for a cat that weighed about uh, I don't know eight pounds, that <laughs> was an awful lot of guts inside. <laughs> it.
0: It's like a German Shepherd size uh, amount of gore for a for, uh, skinny house cat. Six point one four for me. I I I <laughs> I. Uh, I I subscribe to the Michael Bay rule of you never kill the pet. Uh, so uh, the, the, the cat actually puts me down a bit. She could have, if she had killed the kid first, I actually wouldn't care because uh, that's, <laughs> that's just the way people are um, that, uh, um, that if there's an animal, if it's an animal that you kill, there there's part of your brain that doesn't, I mean, you're not going to see that animal again in another movie. So there is a part of your brain that doesn't accept that. Whoa, 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 you know,
2: whoa. you didn't check IMDB to see what other or, I didn't. What other movies the yeah. uh, cat might have been in?
0: I'm assuming it's just you know a Vancouver working cat. And, if you uh didn't do be a, your <laughs> research man. That could be a famous cat. They'll they'll be in X Files, there'll be a couple of smallvilles, um uh, <laughs> they'll there'll be a supernatural uh that's just the life of a working cat actor in Vancouver. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Uh, so, what out of ten were you giving it there, Jim?
0: I'm gonna. I, I would have given it a seven, uh, but then the cat thing uh, knocks it down to a six point nine.
1: Six point nine. Okay. Um, Nick, you've seen uh, Argento. I mean, I know that you you've had a deep deep runs into the Gallo uh, genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're going to recommend to Jim, or to listeners, you know, a couple of Argento. What what would you personally recommend?
2: Um, I like Deep Red. Um, I like uh, Suspiria. Um, on a whole, actually, once when, when, once I was and once I discovered that it was maybe uh, Goblin that I was enjoying more than the actual movies.
1: <laughs> um
2: I uh, sort of got off him and uh sort of discovered that Mario ba- Bava was um probably the superior uh filmmaker at the time. But that's personal taste. That's
1: Yeah. I mean I, I think Suspiria is his is his masterpiece definitely, though so I don't know if I'd go to that first. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, Deep Red is uh Tenebrae. And- it's the most
2: stylish,
1: so it is the most stylish, and it, it it does deserve, I mean, if you can watch it in, you know, I mean, it's the most high-fidelity possible, definitely. Uh,
2: just don't watch the remake. I
1: avoided it. I avoided it, but like the play. That remake that came out, what, 2016 or whatever? Yeah.
0: I think there was another one just this year, too, though. <laughs> Well, long as long oh, as, wow. as Argento is getting a chunk each time, then keep at it. I I can yeah, a, a movie I mean, can exist, hey, and can I don't have to watch it. And,
1: and he change. runs his a not, so yeah, and his daughter's hot. He runs <laughs> a uh, antique collectibles type of horror type of uh, shop in in Italy. So oh, we can wow. actually go visit the man. We can actually go to his shop and buy stuff. And there's a chance he's going to be there. You know. um, So, I mean, uh, road trip to Italy,
0: everybody. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just pile into your car and go. I love it.
1: Yeah, Sounds good, we'll just drive over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, Nick, will you pitch in on gas? Uh, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right, we are, uh, we're the Cult Film Showdown. And we are on Instagram. And you can support us on Patreon. And we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. And uh, we are sponsored by wetalkpodcast.com, the home of the Octagon, our search for the ultimate B-movie. We Talk Podcasts is on Facebook and they are on Twitter. So you can definitely keep up with us, any of your favorite platform. Uh, And uh, we are continuing through the Masters of Horror. Uh, Our next episode will be Season 1, Episode 5, called Chocolate uh, by Mick Garris directed by Mick Garris. Uh, we'll find his, out more about he him created next
1: the time. He
0: created Who, also, yeah, also created the Master Score series, the showrunner on this. Uh, uh, and uh, any last words, uh, Jack and Nick?
1: 6.1.
2: Yeah. <laughs> last words sound so final.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, are we not doing another one of these? I, think these, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying these. I hope people are enjoying them. Um, I think so that they've been a success four episodes in, so uh, keep doing them.
2: All right. You'll hear us next time.